Morning, basketball fans. Welcome to another episode of the Upstate Hoops Podcast. I'm Jim Sinecropi here inside the FingerLakes1.com studios on the third floor of the North Park Building in Seneca Falls, New York. It's Sunday, January 5th, 2020. Great show. Have some Waterloo Indians in studio with Coach Tim Darnell. We're going to recap a short week of action in the Wayne Finger Lakes leagues. I got updated power rankings. I got games to watch this week. So we're going to get right to it. But first, got to tell you that the Upstate Hoops podcast and all of our coverage of Wayne Finger Lakes High School basketball is brought to you thanks to the support of Generations Bank, celebrating 150 years of serving and supporting our hometowns. Visit MyGenBank.com for the best choices in checking, savings, home equities, mortgages, and much more. Generations has been the Finger Lakes Bank since 1870. Generations Bank member FDIC and by Little John Orthodontics, Dr. Rod Little John and Dr. Liz Barbie are proud to support our area high school athletes. Check out Dr. Rod and Dr. Liz online at littlejohnortho.com. DeSanto Propane offering monthly billing and fixed rates. Get stable pricing all year long. Learn more at DeSantoPropane.com. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto. And by Bill Cram Chevrolet, all roads lead to Bill Cram Chevrolet on 5 and 20 between Seneca Falls and Waterloo. Browse their full inventory of new and used vehicles at BillCramChevrolet.com. So, as I mentioned, full house, going to be a great episode. I'd like to welcome Coach Tim Darnell to the studio and back to Section 5, Coach. Thank you. Uh, it's former great to be back. Clyde uh, player, state champ with Clyde, and then you went and coached for Union Springs for several years, right? Mm-hmm. And now back in Section yeah. 5. And then we also have uh, Joel Kraft, Mike Hubbard. Yep. Welcome in, guys. And uh, Julian Ruiz. For the past two years, I've been saying Ruiz, but apparently you prefer <laughs> Ruiz, or the correct way would be Ruiz. Either way, either way. Yeah, but don't you like to be called your, what your name is? I mean, yeah, but like I kind of forgot what my name is at this point because <laughs> so many people do. Both, so. Well, from here on out, it's Ruiz. I think it likes one at least. <laughs> but uh, coach, I just want to start with you. Um, it's it's interesting to me the way you know I haven't been to several state final fours for the boys and girls, and you know sometimes doing some crossover games with section three. What you think the main differences are between section five and section three basketball? Well, <clears throat> both are good. Both are good sections. Both have good basketball. Um, what I really notice, I think, section five has, you know, things run pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the website is great. Uh, the information they get to coaches is great. Um, I think a lot of sections are looking at what section five does, and try to model their section and their finals and everything else after section five. I mean, Blue Cross Arena, who plays in an arena like that? Yeah. Not not many sections do. A lot of sections are playing in a small college um, or a high school. Uh, so 
I think that those are a lot of the main pluses that Section 5 brings to the table that a lot of sections do not. Yeah. Anything you like more in Section 3 that you just know is different that you think might be something that Section 5 could do? I think Section 5 does a great job, and that's one reason why I wanted to come back. Um, I think Section 3 does as well. I think the level of play in both sections is very good. I think it depends on the year. You know, yeah. some sometimes teams are stronger one year than the other. But um, I think Section 5 runs things great the way that every section should be doing. And it's a huge geographical area. You know, if you go all the way down to Wellsville up here to, uh, you know, Red Creek, it's, uh, it does span a, a large geographic area. And it's, um, like you say, to, to have that Blue Cross arena, you know, for everybody to look forward to is a goal to get to the Blue Cross. It is, uh, it is kind of special. I, I don't necessarily love the atmosphere for those games, but for the people participating in the games, it's got to be pretty cool, you know, being on that big court in the arena. Um, but it is, it's, uh, it's so different once you get there, especially as a fan. It's very comfortable, but um, so far removed from uh, the high school court experience. But um, Now you, as we've talked about um, on a few podcasts, were a member of the state champion Clyde's Fan of Golden Eagles in uh, 1993, right? And uh, you were coached by Kevin Sharp, our own Kevin Sharp. Finger Lakes was Kevin Sharp. Now, seeing being with Sharpie and all these gyms all across, you know, Section 5, everybody comes out. He's beloved. Um, and one of the nicest guys I ever met. Was he always that way? When he coached you, Was he? did he ever get into you guys? Oh, he got after us. <laughs> I can't imagine. When we needed a kick in the butt, he got after us. Yeah. But um, I, we were all, I, I said this before when we talked, we're, we're, we were lucky. I only played for Coach Up for a year. Um, we were really lucky that he stepped in that year and coached us. You know, his his personality, like you're saying, he's great with, with kids. Mm-hmm. He was great with us as players. He's a great communicator. We were always prepared. I mean, he had us ready for every single game. He was organized. He had a plan. It was just really fun, uh, you know, and great to play for him. And I will never... Um, we will always remember. I know my teammates, we, we see each other occasionally and mm-hmm. people in town and they always talk about that year always and we'll never forget that and he's a big reason why we did what we were able to do and you know to him talking to me about some of those uh stories of that year um it was interesting because we called the lions north star christian game at the community center on friday night and Coach uh, Garwood for North Star Christian was a player on a team you guys beat on the way to the, that state championship. And I was thinking it was Keshequa. It was. He played for Keshequa, yeah. And that was a game that I think, you know, he lit it up and you guys had to adjust what you were doing and you only won by two points. It was tight. Before yeah. even winning. Was that a sectional semifinal game? or That was because we were triple D. There was triple D, double D, and D. So okay. that was the... What are we calling that now? The playing game? Oh, yeah, game. the state playing round. That okay. was a playing game in the Blue Cross, and then we played the Section 6 representative. Right, okay. So that was like, uh, yeah, heading before the Far West Regional. Yeah, we played Climber in the Far West Regional. But hmm. that was our toughest game. 
even when we got to Glens Falls, that was our most difficult, tightest game we played. And it's strange because, you know, you never know what you're going to get at the state level. A lot of different teams from different sections. And so, yeah, sometimes a state champ could have their toughest game come in, you know, in a sectional final game or a state playing game. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, like you said, a state title is something that a community holds on to for forever. So... Um, so let me get to you guys. Let's start with uh, Julian Ruiz. <laughs> now, I've harped on a lot past couple years. First of all, you guys are a lot of fun to cover, you know, to watch. It's always uh, entertaining. Um, I think you guys are super deep with a lot of different, uh, a lot of talented players. You know, you could your second five sometimes plays as good as the first five, and um, but. You know, covering Waterloo, and we want Waterloo to be good here at Finger Lakes One because you're right next door to us here, and you have a great gym to cover games from. But we've been coming to games at Waterloo since we started, you know, covering live games. And uh, you're coming off, you know, if we go back four years, you were five and sixteen in 2015-16, four and sixteen the following year, 2017-18, five and sixteen. Then last year, 13 and 18. In all those years, you know, I thought you had some talented guys like Jonathan Jones or Ben Deming. Um, so I was, it's always been like a mystery to me why Waterloo hasn't been better. But last year, you guys kind of broke through. Um, and so I look at last year, obviously it was a huge success going from 5 and 16 to 13 and 18. But I thought you guys could have done better than um, third place Finger Lakes East in first round sectional exit to Geneva. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Julian, why do you think, first of all, why was last year different in terms of being able to win, and what has to be better this year so you can go further? Well, I think through like, like throughout the years, we've always had like our group that was really good, and we played together since like third and fourth all the way up to 11th and 12th, and we just had a, we had a good team chemistry. We, we all played together. We knew, how we, we knew each other's strengths and weaknesses. And I think we, I don't know. It was just about time that we got up to the you know high school level and actually started mm-hmm. performing. But I think in like recent years, the teams in the past they didn't really have the team chemistry, so I think that's why they didn't do too good. But they they definitely had the talent. Right, mostly chemistry, so it's that important. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, what do you guys think? Same question. You have a different I take think, on that? I think Coach Pitterford installed a very like prideful mentality. We all played like we wanted to win last year, mm-hmm. and. That's what we did. Yeah. Uh, last year, I feel like everything just started to click. Um, I played up since my sophomore year, um, and I always just felt this disconnect. The team, not everyone was on the same yeah. page um, every game and even every practice. But I think since last year, we put that all together. And Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, last year was successful on a – number of levels one of the main things again i mentioned you guys that i like to like look for storylines in these teams that we cover and one of the storylines heading into last year was that waterloo hadn't beaten minders since 2007 so you took care of that you won twice and uh i think it was really fun to come to your gym the first time you played minders and we did the boys girls double header and they had the band, and the place was packed. It was the first time I've yeah, been to a Waterloo game where that gym was at capacity. It's really hard to get it to capacity, but, um, you know, how much, guys, does that 
you know, having that type of support help. A lot. When the gym is extremely loud, I feel like we all just play better, especially the band. That, the band was pretty cool. Yeah, it really was. The atmosphere was electric. It was it was insane just to, like, walk out in the court and look up in the stands because usually the the gym is huge. Yeah. So you look up at the stands and there's there's people there, but it just never feels, like, full. Yeah, but that time cool. it was just... Yeah, it was, it was special. Um, and... Uh, and it really showed like the potential, I think, for um, you know what Waterloo basketball could be like uh, with that type right. of community support and uh, general interest fans too. I mean, it takes a lot to fill that place up, but uh, but that was, like I said, um, kind of a I don't know if I call it watershed or turning point, but um, you know, heading into there, you hadn't beaten the team in over a decade, and on paper, it looked pretty even and you guys kind of yeah. took care of business and won twice so you get that hump off uh you know you get that uh, can't, uh monkey off your back i guess beating beating your rival and now this year you already beat them once and they'll be coming to waterloo again uh so bigger goals this year than julian for this team oh definitely definitely bigger goals i mean definitely want to win more games if it's possible um to stay together just keep playing together and playing for each other. But, yeah, definitely to win more games and go farther in sectionals for sure. That's definitely a So what's – um, what's what, at one point does it not become a, a disappointing season? Like how far you got to get? What's your what, – personally, well, personally or as a team? I don't, I'll ask you, Coach, maybe what he thinks about that, but – I mean, I mean, as a team going as a team going anywhere farther than the first round, I think it'd be somewhat important just because it hasn't happened in so long. But personally, I I want to go like all the way, obviously. But 1972 was yeah, last time Waterloo won so a sectional be, title. It'd be crazy if we could pull that off. And great teams too. Yeah. Over the that span of what's now 50, uh, 70, I'm not great at math off the top of my head, but it's getting close to 50 years. Um, some great players and yeah. some and some really good teams. So, you know, same thing to you guys. You know, what what, what would you consider a successful season this year? Um, I'd say definitely going farther than the first round of sectionals. Um, but I believe that we can do even better than that. Um, we still have yet to play a full 32 minutes this year. We usually have three good quarters and then one bad quarter, and that'll – maybe sometimes even ruin our games. Um, but if I think if we put together a full 32 minutes, then we can probably beat anybody. Mike, why is it you guys I think, don't I put I think it would definitely be below our standards if we don't make it all the way. I think we have the talent, too. I truly mm -hmm. think that. If, like he said, if we put full 32 <laughs> minutes together, I feel like we can definitely go all the way. Yeah, and, you know, it's uh, – it's kind of unfair to say, well, it's been 50 years since Waterloo has won a sectional title because it's strange in Section 5. So you guys are generally um, just contrasting against Minders, for example. Most years, Waterloo's in a higher classification than Minders. Like this year, Minders is B2 and B1. B2 is a lot easier than B1. Right. B1 uh, <clears throat> is difficult. But there's been years where Minders was in B and um, – it was one big B class, and like the year that Minders beat Newark, and the and then the year before Newark beat Pell Mac. So, 
but it is a little more difficult, I think, um, seeing some of my intersectional titles were in C, but then you look at Wayne um, in A2, and they they won it. So it, it is, uh, it's kind of fickle, I guess, you know, some of it's luck, some of it's, uh, you know, how well you play, but usually the best team generally will win. Coach, back to you, same question. You come in from Union Springs to Waterloo, which before I ask you this question, let me ask you why, what made you decide um, to make that move? There's a few reasons. Um, number one, I wanted to get back to Section 5. Um, I started there 20 years later. You know, this is a chance, was a chance to come back. Um, my family moved. We live in Seneca Falls now, so it's kind of halfway between where we live is halfway between Waterloo and Union Springs, mm -hmm. so it made it, you know, a more viable option for travel and things like that. But I think, like you're saying, Waterloo has tons of potential, I think. You know, look what these guys did last year. There's a lot of good players coming back. You know, we talked about the facilities being, you know, that gym. I don't know a lot of schools that have a gym like that. No, you know, no, for, to do camps in and practices and youth stuff and um, things like that. I mean, I've met a lot of nice people. I think the athletic director there, Mrs. Kent, is doing a great job with, agree, with yeah. the athletic program, trying to keep bringing that forward. And I just thought there was a lot of potential there with the current players, with the future, um, with our community. I think people want to have a successful boys program year in and year out so I, th I thought maybe this is an opportunity where I could get back and maybe I could help you know get the program there yeah I mean I know a lot of people certainly were excited when they heard you were taking over thinking that would be just like the, the perfect fit um, so you've you come how much did you know about the players on the team um, before you took over I know a little when I was interviewing, like I said, you guys at Finger Lakes One do a great job, and I watched some games on Finger Lakes One before I interviewed. Just so when I went into the interview, I kind of had an idea of what the personnel was coming back, mm -hmm. uh, maybe what type of system they used, things like that. So I know a little bit from watching a couple games on Finger Lakes One from last year. I did see them play in a, in a summer tournament that summer before as well because my team was playing in it so I had seen you know some of the guys play then as well mm -hmm. um, so I knew a little um, you know we're we're still learning about each other now because you know I got hired late toward the end of June we really didn't have a, a great summer and fall because they were already in in things and committed to things already yep so we're still learning on the fly um, about each other, what I like, what what they're good at, and what our strengths and improvement areas are. But I, I did know a little coming in. So I want to ask you the same question about what's a successful season for this team or what your team goals are. Um, but, of course, we're dealing with coaches. Sometimes you get a lot of coach speak. And I don't – just how do you frame that with these guys or with yourself coming into a new program when you – in terms of like – or how did you do it at Union Springs in terms of determining – you know, what your team goals would be for a season? Well, I think every year, every team's goal should be to get to the sectional final, try to win a championship. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think that's every player's, should be every player's goal, 
and every coach's goal every year. Um, and, you know, coming off the season these guys had last year, it would be – it wouldn't – it doesn't make sense for us to to have a goal lower than what they did last year. Right. I mean, they had a successful season last year. We should be trying to build off that. So everything these guys said, I agree with. We should be shooting for the top. Mm -hmm. um, how do we assess that? We do – these guys will tell you. We did a, a goal sheet, goal exercise um, at the beginning of the season where they're able to put down what they think our three team goals should be. And then I take the votes and I rank them from there. So these guys set the goals for our team. Okay. Obviously, as coaches, there's a couple things that we would like them to try to adhere to, and ours aren't as much, um, you know, end result with wins and losses. Ours was more about academics, um, you know, on the court, off the court behavior and things like that, which these guys are doing a great job with. Um, but they set what goals they want to achieve. The kids did. Mm -hmm. So, and we posted in our locker room. It's in our locker room, in our team room. So, that's how we go about it. So you look at those every day. They can, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, it's there as a constant reminder, and and they know because they set them. So, okay. Um, let's see here. Finger Lakes East this year. Um, just looking at things going into it, it's kind of played out how we would have anticipated. I thought Waterloo, Newark, and Geneva would be the three teams uh, that would contend maybe for the league title this year. And then all of a sudden, you know, these young kids from Wayne, after lose, turning over their top six or seven guys um, and some of the greatest players in their program's history, are able, were able to, you know, come back and, and get themselves in that group. And right now they're in first place. They're the only undefeated team so far. And I think there's going to be a lot of great battles between the, those four teams. Um, you guys had one against Newark that you came up a little short at Newark. Uh, and of some more coming up. I think you have Wayne this week. But, uh, you know, Julian, just talk about uh, those three teams in the Finger Lakes East. Wayne, Newark, and Geneva. Yeah, Wayne, Newark, yeah, they're all, they're all solid teams. I think Newark, they're really big. They're a solid team. They they, they don't know how to play together, but they're they're just they're really big compared to everyone else. Um, Wayne, I think they're a little smaller than the other teams, but they just have a good system, a good coaching staff. They know how to play together. They pass the ball, shooters. Geneva, they're they're really athletic. I think they're kind of similar to us in a way. They got a lot of guards. They're, yeah. but yeah, not, they're yeah. all solid. Those are three solid teams. I think we're gonna have some good battles throughout the season. And nothing to take away from, um, you know, the, the other three teams, our four teams would be Palmac, Midlakes, Minders, and uh, Penn Yan. And out of those teams, I just look at, um, you know, Penn Yan is maybe a team that could surprise or upset. Uh, Minders being so young is a team that could get better where the, you might beat them the first time and then the second time they could pull an upset. Uh, you know, if you guys just talk a little bit about the East, is there any is there any team in the Finger Lakes East outside of Minders that you um, consider more of a rival or that you want to beat? I'd say um, Newark, definitely. Newark, yeah, the Newark definitely. games last year was pretty packed. Yeah, they were both pretty good games, especially this year too. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. crowds um, at Newark were pretty comparable to the 
uh, game we played against Miners. Yeah. yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when we opened up our broadcast schedule this year with um, you guys at Newark, and it felt like it was a late February right. game with the league on the line. It was packed. It was a great game, and uh, so so it's fun. Those are the types of games that we like to cover for sure. Uh, it's a lot better than a half-full gym, everybody sitting on their hands. So, okay, man, time flies on the show. We're already 25 minutes in. Um, so talking about the Finger Lakes East, best player in your estimation in the Finger Lakes East, not from your own team? Joel, uh, first Mike. Joel, then Mike. Um, I'm going to have to say uh, the sophomore Blinkenberg from Wayne. Um, I feel like I know he's a sophomore. That's that's young, mm-hmm. but I feel like his basketball IQ is top notch, and I think that's um, special for some, a kid so young. Yep. Um, he's a hard worker. I went and watched the Greece Olympia Wayne game. Mm-hmm. They played really well together, and uh, he's just um, more advanced for how young he is. Yeah. How about you, Mike? I'd have to say um, junior Devin Martin from Geneva. Yeah. I played with him in AAU, and he's very athletic. He's no joke. He, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, he is. And, That'll and be a good matchup for he's us. He's still just a junior. Right. So, uh, Joel, you're probably going to have to guard him. Yeah. yeah you got you got to draw all the big guys. Yeah. So, um, and I'll ask you that same question, Julian. Um, best uh, player in the East? Best player in the East. Um I say the Tyler Reynolds kids. He he's pretty good. He's a he's, he's a shooter. He's he's solid. He's a solid player. I'd say he's up there. I don't know who the best one is, but I definitely say he's up there. He'd sure. be in the conversation for sure. Yeah. Um. So Olympia would be blown by three. Tell me how that game played out. This was a what Friday night? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was just um. It was a, it was a tight game throughout, and just a little a lot of back and forth, but. And then towards the end, it was still like a, a four-point, five-point game. We got it down to like two with a minute and a half left. And then we had, actually, I think we fouled them. They missed the free throw. So then we were down by two. We took the ball down. We had one possession. Coach called a timeout. And then with like three seconds left, Nick Champion hit Johnny Lawrence. He hit the three. And so was Nick the was in there at the end too, huh? Yeah. That's what's great about your team. You know, I yeah. think they're, they're really legitimately 10, 11, 12 deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Johnny Lawrence hit the three, mm-hmm. and then he probably just walked off the court, right? He didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. celebrate. So, <laughs> how much you guys feed off a guy like Johnny Lawrence? You know, like you've watched the broadcasts. Uh, you know, he's like I said, very entertaining. Um, do you think that his uh, type of uh, enthusiasm it helps the team, or does it hurt the team sometimes? It can definitely hurt the team sometimes. I feel like sometimes when he gets mad, starts talking to the refs. But mm-hmm. most of the time, it helps because he's just very energetic, and we all feed off of it and then start playing better. Right. Yeah, definitely. When if it gets overboard, it's not. It doesn't help the team at all. But if he um, can get fired up and he doesn't do any of the extra stuff like talking to the refs or talking to their players, yeah. and he can actually um, channel that then I think that definitely helps our team. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that word channeling that is, is great because he obviously has incredible talent and uh, passion. And um, and I've seen, I have seen it personally, you know, him almost take over games, but I've also seen him hurt the team, you know, at the same time. Um, do you guys talk about anything, Julian, like you and Johnny? Um, I, I mean, I think he just, he loves the game. 
Right. I, I think sometimes he gets a little too much is thrown on him for being all. I think at the end of the day, he just loves the game. He's passionate. I mean, sometimes he does do a little extra stuff that he shouldn't. But I, I feed off it personally when when it's when the, the energy's up and everyone's it's hype and we make a big play. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It gets me. It gets me in it more. But I, I think there's definitely times that we can all, you know, chill out a little bit. But. I and definitely he, think he gets a little too much thrown out on him. And he like that. wanted that shot. I bet he was not afraid to take it, right? No, not at all. Yeah. And uh, so, and, and I, I would imagine you guys don't have any problem with him pulling up a shot like that at the end of the game. A lot of confidence that he would knock it down. Yeah. Yeah. Got confidence in all my players. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, that's coach speak, too. <laughs> um, let's see. What else do we have for you guys here? So, I think that. The Waterloo girls team is like the is the best is hands down the best varsity girls team right now in the Wayne Finger Lakes and I think you know when we look at teams every year I always try to identify teams that have sectional title capability or beyond and so like last year Mid Lakes girls obviously the Lions boys um, and Wayne boys were three of the teams that you thought geez these might be special teams that could get to a state final four. And this year, you know, I look at the Waterloo girls. Is there a buzz around school at all about your girls' basketball team or the program in general? Because I think Coach Bree's really done a good job with the whole program. Uh, I think, yeah, there's definitely been a buzz. I mean, they're, they're, what are they, 10 and 0 now? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good. They're, they're def- they got a lot of young talent, too. And this is so they're going to be good for, the, like, the next couple years, like, really good. So... Yeah, you yeah. always don't get to watch them a lot because you're playing on opposite nights, yeah. but you've seen the girls play at all this year, guys? Uh, yeah, a few times. Yeah, a few times. So we'll give them your take on that team. They're pretty good. They play very good defense. They're scrappy. And the thing about them is that they're young. Like, they're freshmen yeah. and sophomores beating juniors and seniors. Like, Yeah, Coach Breeze done a really good job with disciplining mm-hmm. them and um, working with the younger talent to get them. Because... Uh, Talent with no like discipline does it doesn't work. You have to be disciplined. You have to um, you have to work on that to try to channel it into a good player. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, we're already running a little behind, but I just want to ask you guys real quick. Um, what any other sports you guys play? Uh, football. I play football. 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 And uh, no I spring play, sports or? I used to play baseball, not anymore. but not anymore. I play football and lacrosse. Football and lacrosse. Okay. Um, and plans after high school. You guys are all seniors, right? Right. Yep. I'm definitely going to try and attend college, and I'm most likely going to play football. Play football in college? Yeah. So where are you looking? Uh, I'm All around here. I've looked at Cortland, Alfred, things like that. So nothing's been set in stone. You haven't made any decisions. How about you, Joel? Um, I'm definitely going to go to college. Um, I still have to decide what I want to play. I wanted to go for either football or lacrosse, but I'm not really sure yet, so... Well, sometimes they decide for you. Yeah. So, is yeah. It, have you get more interest on either side? Um, not really. I think they're both pretty even. I like. I love both the sports, but it's definitely gonna come down to the cost and how much yeah, sure. each school wants to offer me. Yeah. Okay. Do you want anything? Yeah, I'm definitely going to college also, but I've been a little stuck between basketball and football. I don't really know which one I want. You're a quarterback, right? Yeah, I'm a quarterback. I play quarterback. I mean, I've been talking to a couple of schools and stuff, but I just don't know yet for sure if I want to 
play basketball or play football or if I want to play sport in college. Yeah, I mean, it's college sports is a different ball game. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a lot of work for not as much, uh, you know, glory or payoff. Yeah. You know, you got to really love the game and just love playing it. Um, but it is another level. Uh, I was talking to Kevin Sharpiers yesterday. He was down in Pittsburgh watching his son Brian plays for Uville. Uh, and, you know, he always comments on just, you know, when you get to that level, <clears throat> every single player on the court was the best player in their league, yeah. Yeah. you know. And so it's just another level of athleticism. And um, so if you do really have a love for a game, um, that's really, I think, what drives you at the D3 college level. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, well, just looking at your schedule here, you had that opening loss to Newark, a game that I thought Newark it seemed like Newark was up 15, 20 points, but you guys were right there at the end. Uh, you guys were gave up a lot of offensive second-chance points to them, as a lot of teams will this year because they are pretty big and athletic at crashing the board. Um, but when it was all said and done, I was, I was impressed you guys were able to hang with them uh, despite that discrepancy on the boards. And then I was a little shocked to see you lose to Canadagua the next night. Um, Julian, just going, it's going back now to December 7th, but they lost against Canadagua. Um, did you guys not play well, or did they play one. well? That was a tough one. We, we did not. I don't think we came out to play. I don't think everyone was ready. I mean, I definitely didn't have my best game. Big contrast atmosphere-wise probably yeah, from the was, night before. Was, I don't know. It, was, it just felt – I didn't feel that's the same as playing at night and stuff, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. We definitely could have – competed with them and beat that team I think we were a better team I think we they just came out to play and we didn't I think they wanted it more than we did on that night but yeah. did you learn anything from was, that game from we that definitely line? have to step up and play better defense yeah. for every single game gotcha they they had a shooter I think number 24 and he got hot and was just burying threes on us now since yeah. then it's been uh you've read a lot five straight wins um Midlakes Minders Penyan South Seneca uh, and then Olympia on Friday night. So, um, you know, got things on track. You're 5-2 and two heading into the second half of the season, I suppose, and uh, currently tied for second in the East. Now, there's going to be a lot of great games coming up uh, throughout this year. And, we, and we've, at Finger Lakes 1, kind of set our schedule this year based on um, good games. We, we get tired of going and doing some of these uh, games that inconsequential games and empty gyms just trying to get everybody. We're trying to get, get uh, you know, the good competitive games and um, this year a lot of those are happening at the top of the Finger Lakes East so um, we're, I think we're going to have you guys against Geneva. I think we're going to have you guys against Newark again. I think we got Wayne when they come to Waterloo. We'll be on the schedule. So we're going to see a lot of you guys on Finger Lakes 1 here in uh, January and February. So i got to run through some uh, results here from what was a short week. Pretty much only games on uh, Friday, Thursday and Friday in the Wayne Finger Lakes because of the holiday. So Thursday night. Saw Honeyoy Falls Lima beat East Rochester 72-44. And then Honeyoy beat Warsaw 60-53. to Dom Trippy had 31 points in that one. Drew Coleman had 15. Austin Williams had 14. And um, Honeyoy is one of those teams in the West, smaller classification, that um, has been a pleasant surprise this year. And so they're going to be a team that we're going to keep an eye on, potentially, especially as we move towards cl- closer to sectionals. Uh, Friday night on the boys' side, 
Midlakes and Gananda squared off. Midlakes got that win against Gananda, which I think Gananda's uh, a pretty solid team with Gabbard and Brongo at the guard spots. Uh, but big win for Midlakes. I know they've been playing every year lately. Midlakes, Gananda, sometimes a home and home. Uh, but kind of a, a blow for the Wayne County leagues to, uh, to lose that uh, crossover game. Uh, Romulus beat Dundee. Marcus Whitman and Weedsport squared off. And Whitman... Interesting playing this independent schedule. So they're going to see games like this where they play at Weedsport. Now, Weedsport's a really good team in Section 3 this year. Uh, so that was a good test. And Weedsport got the 54-53 win. So women obviously getting tested in ways that they wouldn't if they played their standard FL West schedule. League that they won four years in a row. But they do lose at Weedsport. Uh, Victor squared off against East Rochester. Handed East Rochester their second loss in as many days. That was 75-46. And then Avoca beat Honeyoy 69-40. Uh, HAC beat Naples 60-33. Max Brown 14 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists for the Wolves. Ryan Lester 17 points for Naples. And then Newark goes, takes on Hornell. And Hornell wins 57-48. to 48. I think that game might have even gone to overtime. But uh, Hornell's a Class B1 team, and so that doesn't necessarily bode well for not only Newark, but Waterloo, Wayne, Geneva, all the other B1 teams. Uh, Hornell's going to be tough to contend with come sectional time. And uh, Penyan beat Bath Haverling 64-54. Dominic Lafferty, 15 points. Pete Nicholson, 13 points. Uh, Kyle Burma, 10 points. So a nice win out of league for Penyan. And then in one of the games, there's the next two games I'm going to talk about were the games of the night. So you had Wayne and Penfield squaring off. Uh, undefeated Wayne uh, getting their first loss, 60-59, to on a game-winning three-pointer at the buzzer by R.J. Wilkins for Penfield. Uh, Mason Blankenberg had 19, Eli Schichtel had 13, Tyler Reynolds 11, Nate McKenna 11, and look, Penfield, I think 8-2, maybe even double A. Uh, but Wayne had a big lead. They were up 20 points in the fourth quarter. I've heard different things, but I think they were up uh, you know, 15, 20 points in the fourth quarter and ended up giving that one away. Uh, maybe good, though, to lose a game if you're Wayne, uh, especially with a young team. You don't want to just roll through everybody. You learn more from your losses sometimes. But uh, I was actually surprised early when we were getting those updates from that game to see that Wayne had such control of it. And then all of a sudden, you know, they just lost it in the fourth quarter. But uh, so Wayne has their first loss. And then the game that we did on Finger Lakes won, North Star Christian Lions. North Star wins 65-53. And we've seen North Star and Lions face off each of the last three seasons two years ago. Actually, North Star just pounds on the on the, on the Wayne County specifically, um, and but the Wayne Finger Lakes leagues. If you go back four years, they knocked Marcus Whitman out of the uh, sectionals in the semifinals, and then went on to beat Gananda in the sectional finals. Then they come, they beat, they end Lions season in the. State in the Class C playing game two years ago, Justice Smith Jr. year, and then uh, last year they met in Geneva regular season in what was just an amazing game, and uh, and they nipped them there as well. 
But it was interesting coming into this game at the community center on Friday night because Lions loses Justice Smith, um, David Weaver, North Star Christian loses Miles Brown to graduation, who was uh, the all-time Section 5 leading scorer and third all-time New York State leading scorer. So you got these two of these greatest players in their program's history leaving new-look teams, and it was an entertaining game, but really impressed with North Star Christian, especially the coach's son, uh, Ryan Garwood, who um, just had a great game. 24 points, I think he had 19 of them in the first. Um, you know, Lions struggled a little bit. Justin Smith sprained his ankle. He was limited. Uh, but, you know, Lions still front runners in Class C2, I think, at this point. North Star Christian in a tougher A2, but uh, North Star Christian Knights get the better of Lions now for the third straight time. But I'm glad to see that they, they play this game. I think it's good for Lions who goes through their league schedule without too much resistance. Um, for Lions, J.C. Walker, the freshman, 13 points in to lead the way in uh, what was a, a loss after they had beaten a, a Utica Academy of Sciences uh, by one-point victory over the holiday break. Um, girls... Aquinas beat Midlakes. Midlakes has really taken their lumps after heading to the state final four the past two years, uh, but I still think that they have enough talent to rework themselves and get into position to make a run at uh, another sectional title. Palmac lost to Nardine, uh, and then I think Nardine beat Midlakes last night as well. Uh, the Dundee girls have been playing great. They beat Romulus 48-39. Mackenzie Kratzley had 22 points, 12 rebounds. Marcus Whitman girls off to a great start, 69 to 23 over Campbell Savona. Uh, Gananda girls lost to Corning, that's a double A school, 42-33. And Red Creek uh, beat Hannibal. Red Creek undefeated except for the one loss to Clyde. So Red Creek 48, Hannibal 42, Izzy Wilbur 14 points in that one. So let me give you the old power rankings here. Let's look at the girls first for uh, today, Sunday, January 5th. Uh, Waterloo girls still number one, Palmac number two, and I think that after that there's just a huge difference. I think that Waterloo Palmac are clearly better than everybody else on that list. Um, I'm not always right about these things, but uh, Whitman girls up to number three again. It's tough to gauge West teams versus East teams. Generally, a uh, Sixth or seventh place team in the East will beat a second or third place team in the West. But um, uh, Mandy Ryan and Coach Brad Parzak's Whitman Wildcats off to a great start. East Rochester Bombers have been impressive out of Wayne County, as has, of course, Red Creek. Again, that loss to Clyde for the Red Creek girls was a bit kind of surprising. Um, Midlakes girls hanging in there at six, and this is where it gets. Uh, Kind of really muddled up. Nobody at this point from six down is really having that great of a season record-wise. Um, Midlakes, Miners, Penyan, Clyde, Savannah, and Lions. I should take that back. Clyde, Clyde has performed better than maybe we thought they would. And uh, but I'll kick it over to the boys' side now. Take a look at the boys' power rankings, and let's see what we got here. You think there'd be some change now because Wayne and Lions both lost, and there was. Wayne moves up to one. Look, Wayne losing to that Penfield team on a buzzer beater. 
I think was a little more impressive than Lions losing at home, or the de facto home of the community center, to North Star Christian by double digits. So Wayne takes over the one spot, Lions number two, Geneva three, uh, Whitman boys four, and again, a lot of these teams lost this week, but uh, still I don't see anybody ready to move up ahead. Uh, Red Jacket at five, and that's a tough one too because they don't play anybody, and they don't they really don't play anybody except for their league, and so um, it might be tough for them to lose. But I I will certainly think in the future um, if one of these, uh, whether Newark, Waterloo, Geneva, you know, performs well in some of these Finger Lakes East matchups, we'll we'll jump over Red Jacket. But Coach Gage. Is a is a great team in Red Jacket. I just worry that maybe they're not getting tested enough until they get into sectionals where they're gonna. I really would love to see a Whitman Red Jacket sectional matchup this year in C1. Uh, Newark Waterloo Minder is at eight, Penyan at nine, and then Clyde at ten. So, what do you guys think about the Julian the power rankings? You ever look at those things? Yeah, I look at them sometimes. You guys were preseason number one. So we thought Finger Lakes won. You were the best team. I look at up just numbers, numbers, numbers. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on who comes to play on that day. So I think I think we could definitely we could perform a little bit better and be ranked a little bit higher. But at the end of the day, I think it's just numbers. It comes down to who comes to play. Yeah, they don't give you a ticket to the Blue Cross Arena because you're ranked number five <laughs> yeah. in the power rankings. What do you guys think about that? Does it bother you when you see other teams ahead of you, or is it just something you don't think yeah, about too I, much? I look at them a lot, but like he said, they're just numbers. I think as the season goes on, we can definitely move up mm-hmm. as we play more. Yeah, you can definitely um, take a team and look at them on paper and say that they should win the sectional title or something like that, but it all depends on who wants it more, uh, who's been working in the off season stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, and uh, for we do it because it's easier to help us co- uh, cover the leagues. And I, I like to look at those power rankings. If you're in the top ten, then we think that you're a sectional contender, you know. And if you're near tier near the top, when probably a sectional favorite. So, but other than that, it doesn't mean anything. And I don't think anybody here can remember who was ranked number one in the power rankings two years ago, but they would remember who won the sectional title two years ago. So, um, okay, quickly looking at the week ahead before we get back to you guys. Um, Tuesday night for the boys, Marcus Whitman at Hornell. That's going to be, I'm not going to give you the whole schedule, I'm going to give you some of the highlights. But that Whitman at Hornell game, again, Whitman playing all these crazy um, independent. League matchups, uh, Hornell just beating Newark. I'll be interested to see how Coach O'Connor's crew does there. Um, South Seneca's at Red Jacket. I'm just looking for some game that might challenge the Red Jacket Indians in the West, and, and that South Seneca game could be a bit of a trap. Uh, Romulus at Bloomfield, Minders at Penyan, Midlakes at Geneva, Gananda at Clyde. That one will be on FL1 Radio on Tuesday night. And then uh, there's only one girls game on Tuesday, Palmac at Newark. Wednesday night. Only one boys game, Newark at Palmac, uh, full girls slate. Red Jacket at, at South Seneca, a bit of become a bit of a rivalry for the girls in that one. Geneva girls at Midlakes, Penyan at Minders, and then Wayne at Waterloo. Dundee, improved Dundee team at Marcus Whitman. That could be a challenge for Whitman. Uh, Lions Clyde girls on Wednesday night. That should be a, that should be a, a good one. You just saw their nine and ten in the power rankings. 
Uh, Ganon at North Roswoka. East Rochester at Red Creek. It's a big game for the Wayne County girls. Boys Thursday night. Honeywood at HAC. Red Jacket at Romulus. Dundee at Naples. Marion at Ganonda, Sotus at ER. And Clyde at Lions. The Finger Lakes one will be there. That's at the Atwood. And um, the best rivalry in maybe all of Section 5, Clyde Lions. And it's going to be at the Atwood on Thursday night on Finger Lakes 1. Friday night. Uh, Wayne's at Penyan, Mid Lakes at Minders, Palmac at Waterloo, Geneva at Newark. Finger Lakes one will be there for that one. They said we're going to try to get a lot of these games atop the East, so we got one Friday night. Geneva at Newark should be a great one. Uh, Whitman playing early college. Girls on Friday night. Newark at Geneva, Penyan at Wayne, Romulus at Red Jacket, Waterloo at Palmac. There's the big one. You saw they were number one and two in the power rankings. They square off in Palmac on Friday. Uh, be a big test for Waterloo and Palmac. Palmac, I think, has a bit of a size advantage, although maybe not with Principia White in the middle, but that would be interesting to see what happens there. Minders at Midlakes, Williamson at Gananda, North Rose Wolk at Sotus, and Red Creek at Lions, another good Wayne County girls game. One game Saturday for the girls. It'll be Whitman at Bloomfield. So, um, so yeah, we're starting to get into a more of a full schedule here after the holidays so now what i'd like to do fellas is something we do when we get student athletes up here is do some quick fire questions so i'm just gonna fire them at you just answer okay right, yeah. and uh, first thing that comes to your mind uh, so favorite sports movie favorite sports movie uh the longest yard okay that's a good one how about you guys favorite sports movie space jam space jam wow space nice jam. That's a I think classic um probably um the blind side that one's really good. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Um what do you guys got? Android or iPhone? Definitely iPhone. iPhone. Yeah, everybody oh, too. Yeah. Every, iPhone for sure. Everybody loves iPhone, man. You can't use those green messages. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Android guy, not a big fan of the iPhones. Oh. Um favorite place to eat, Julian. Um I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna say Char Burrito in Geneva. Char Burrito Geneva, okay. Going out of town. Oh, yeah. All right. Even though everyone says it, I'm going to have to go Connie's. Yeah. Well, that's for people say it for a reason. Right. And their sponsor. Um, I'm going to have to say the downtown deli right over here. Sankt Falls downtown deli. Yeah. Coming over to Sankt Falls yeah. for dinner. Huh? What's your favorite thing at Connie's? Um, I'll have to get the turkey club. Turkey club. So yeah. for lunch, you ever go for breakfast? Mm. Not as much? Not as much, no. Yeah. Um, okay. Um. LSU or Clemson? LSU. LSU. I'm a Joe Burrow fan. LSU for sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think. Joe Burrow's nice. On paper, LSU, until you realize, you know, Dabo Sweeney uh, has like a 10-1 record against the spread in bowl games or something like that. Clemson always figures like a way to pull it out or something. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a classic. It's a great matchup, though, obviously. Um, so keeping with that, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Not the Bills. We know that. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Okay. I'm going to go with the Ravens, too. I like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the Saints. Saints? Wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, it might be Drew Brees' year. Do you have a favorite uh, college or NBA team? Like, what do you like better, college or NBA? College. Definitely college. college? So who's your favorite college team? Hughes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. good. Good job. I go nice. college, but uh, my favorite team is Kentucky. It's Kentucky. Ran- it's random, but yeah, it's Kentucky. Well, front runner then, right? <laughs> front runner? I mean, they're up and down. So I don't yeah, know. that's true. They are. Um, they were one, and they dropped to like 
19, now they're like 13, I don't even know. Um, who's your favorite teacher at school? At school? Um, I'm going to have to show some love to Coach Sweeney. Okay. Mr. Sweeney. How about you guys? I'm going to have to say Mr. Gillen. I'm going to say Mr. Winham. Mm, okay. Well, there you go. You just earned some points. Hopefully, they'll give you extra credit for those <laughs> answers, right? Um, all right. Let's see. What else? That's pretty much all I have here for the quick hitters. Um, what's your favorite sports to watch? College hoops. College basketball. Okay. Um, I'm going to say college football. Julian? Um, well, my team's good. I'll say the NFL. <laughs> but my team's not usually good. Who's so your team? The Giants, the New York Giants. Yeah, I'm a Giants fan too. Yeah, they haven't really been good, but when it's not the when the Giants aren't good, then I just I probably say uh, college hoops, college football. So you think the Giants, um, good move or bad move, uh, moving away from Eli Manning this year? I think it was a good move. Good move. You were tired of Eli. Yeah, we love him, but he's getting up there in age, so we had to. It was time to get a new quarterback in there. Yeah, it, it looks good. Yeah, he looks going pretty, forward. pretty good. Um, okay, let's see here. So, you guys have Wayne next week, and I'll keep it with you, Julian. Um, you know what? What's the game plan? I guess like what for Wayne? It's a big game on the road. You got to go up to the Eagles' nest, long bus um, ride. I don't know if I can give you a game plan, but I think definitely we're gonna have to come out and play hard. We're gonna have to play smart. We can't turn the ball over. We have to play together, and just come in focused. And I think I think we have the talent to beat anyone in this league. So, yeah, I think we'll be all right as long as we do what we do, and you know, like we know what we can accomplish as long as we play together and stuff. So, we'll just see what happens. Have you guys been looking forward to that game, like over the yeah, past yeah. few days or over break, looking at the wing game? Um, and. Uh, Take me through a road trip for Waterloo. You guys, uh, that day in school, you dress a certain way. Do you all do any, any traditions or? Any? Yeah, we wear. We normally wear our suit, travel suits. Okay, on game days. Yeah. Okay, and then, uh, you know, you guys get up there with the JV team, yeah, ride yeah. together, we watch the JVs. Okay, um, Coach, I haven't talked to you in a little bit here. Uh, just looking at the Finger Lakes East, not to even ask you who's the best team in the Finger Lakes East, but who, which one of those teams in the East provides the toughest matchup, you think, for you guys? I don't know. I think a lot of them do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to pick one. I, I, Wayne's going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Obviously, Newark already beat us. Geneva, we haven't played yet. we got to play them twice. I mean, they pose a lot of different things that maybe some of the other teams don't. And, you know, you went through the list. The league is – that's another reason why I took the job because the league's a great league. Yeah. I mean, it's – it's you know, you can't compare it to Division One, but it's like a Big East. It's like an yep. ACC. Every night anybody can beat anybody. I think Minders, like you said, can beat teams. So can Penyan. So can – I mean, we played Palmac this week. I know Palmac lost last night, but Palmac's been doing pretty well. I mm -hmm. think they have a winning record or they're 500 right now. So – our next five games are probably going to define our season. Yeah, and I think um, was it? Did you guys get upset last year by Mid Lakes? Was it Mid Lakes? There was one game last no, year. No, we didn't lose to Mid Lakes. Who did we, who did we get upset by? It's Penny. No, we beat Mid Lakes both times. 
don't think maybe it was two years ago. The it was close to the but we beat them both times too. Okay, the years start to run together for me a little bit here. Um, well, you know we're almost out of time here. Who? Uh, see what else I have for you guys. So going back to that girls team, um, which what team, what member of that girls team would win a three point shooting contest against a guy uh, t- from anybody on the boys team? Is there anybody on there that can Uh-oh. compete? What if it was Johnny <laughs> Lawrence or Nick Champion? Let's say a couple guys that aren't here. Um, who would, and you had a three point shoot? You got to pick one girl from the girls team to shoot against them. Um. I'm just. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna show some love to my friend's sister because she's she's nice. Uh, Jasmine Lewis. Yeah, and then she's a ninth grader, right? I don't know how good a shooter right? she is, but I know she's she's legit. So yeah, I go her. How about you guys? Um, I'm actually with Caitlin Jolly. Okay, I'd have to say Jasmine also. Jasmine Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Ninth grader, right? Ninth she's, grader? Yeah. Over these four years, she'll be pretty good. Yeah, if she's good. All right, she was good last year as an eighth grader. She's right. constantly getting steals and stuff. She's nice. Yeah, well, um, I appreciate you guys coming up here. You're a lot of fun to watch, Julian. Sorry thank I you, pronounced your you. name wrong over the past oh, couple no, years, fine, but fine. I got it now. Ruiz, Kevin Corzines, he set me straight. I thought he was screwing up. We called the <laughs> Miners Waterloo game. He kept saying Ruiz. I was like, yeah. what's he talking about? Ruiz? It says it right here. Ruiz. But it's Ruiz. But uh, he said it that night that you're one of the best point guards in the Finger Lakes East. Uh, you know, I'd agree. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, do you feel like that you take a leadership role with this team now? Yeah, definitely. I think I feel like that's how it's, I think last year I also kind of took a little bit of a leadership role too. I think I don't know. I just feel like as a point guard, that's that's kind of the job. That's that's what you step into. You gotta. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I gotta get my guys all on the same page and you know have their backs and just you know yep. just make sure we're playing good and we're on the right path. And Mike, I think you're one of the most underrated players in the Finger Lakes East. I do. Maybe you heard me say it, but, you know, I love (laughs) your game. It just seems like you kind of go out there, do your business, and uh, score inside, outside, uh, kind of uh, under the radar for some reason. But uh, certainly, like I said, you're one of my favorite players to watch. love watching you play. And, Joel, I look at you, and I think that you can make the biggest difference for this team. This team doesn't have a lot of size. You're the one big guy. So, um, you do you uh, take it personally a little bit when somebody says something like that or when you come against some other big guys like you, Devin Martin when you play Geneva? That's going to be a tough yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. Um, take it to heart a little yeah. bit. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I think you guys have been a lot of fun to watch over the past three years, and I, I look forward to a great season. You know, we're just getting started kind of now that we're in 2020, so thanks for coming in, and uh, no good luck the rest of the way. And Coach, um Glad to have you back in Section 5. I've learned a lot about uh, that 93 team since you come back. It's kind of revitalized it where I'm asking Coach uh, Sharp some questions about it and stuff. And uh, and uh, I I think everybody was excited when you came to take this Waterloo job because everybody felt like it was such a good hire. And I think a lot of people are excited to have Waterloo um, you know, be a pretty good team again. So. Um, you know, thanks for coming in. Thanks and, for inviting uh, us. Good luck rest thanks of the way. Thanks for covering us. You got it. So that about does it here for the Upstate Hoops podcast. Uh, remember, if you'd like to support what we do, you can head over to patreon.com slash one uh, We'd appreciate your support. The more support we get, the more we are able to do uh, financially. Uh, next week, don't have any guests lined up just yet, but 
Um, we'll let you know when we do, but we will be on the air Tuesday night on FL1 Radio from Clyde for Gananda Clyde. Thursday night from the Atwood, myself and Kevin, or myself and Rhett Taconi are going to call that Lions Clyde game at the Atwood. And then Friday night, Russo and Felice for Geneva Waterloo, that one on FingerLakes1.com as well. Thanks to our sponsors, Generations Bank, Little John Ortho, DeSanto Propane. And Bill Cram Chevrolet, and thanks for joining us on the Upstate Hoops podcast. Connect with us on Twitter at FingerLakes1. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Our audio-only podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher.com. We're also on Spotify. We're like everywhere there's a podcast, you'll find the Upstate Hoops podcast audio version. Archive episodes available at FingerLakes1.tv. And this podcast airs weekly on Sunday night on FingerLakes TV Spectrum channel. 1304. You can also find our show, live stream games, and local news, weather, and sports 24-7 on the free FingerLakes1.com iPhone and Android app. And so you'll see us on the court this week. And everybody, uh, just have a great week. And thanks for joining us.